Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friends are Maya Whitmont and Melissa Mark. We recorded this last weekend at their home in Seattle. Before we get started, I have a quick word from a sponsor for this episode. Love old-time music, dance, art, and craft? Immerse yourself in Appalachian culture at the beautiful John C. Campbell Folk School, located in western North Carolina. We offer week-long and weekend classes in old-time music, instrument building, woodworking, fiber arts, blacksmithing, cooking, gardening, pottery, and much, much more. Visit folkschool.org to see our full catalog of classes or 1-800-FOLK-SCH to register. All right, enough business. Here's my interview and jam with Maya and Melissa. Enjoy. such a sweet tune what a sweet on purpose tune it's so good uh melissa mark and maya whitmont welcome to give them cool thank Thanks you for maya us. welcome back you were the accompanying fiddler for carrie lung's episode Indeed. or rather he wanted a fiddler to accompany on mandolin uh, but yes, now, but now I'm gonna, not here. <laughs> we should have invited him. I, we could have thought that. about it. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been lovely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now 
now you have to talk. <laughs> uh, and you do. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, what is that tune that we just played? It's called Tater Roll, and it's out of the Dear Old Illinois collection. Oh, great. From I haven't heard that one. I believe it's Harvey Taylor. Harvey Taylor's Tater Roll. Well, yeah, that's the fiddler that it was collected from. Do you know what that means? No. No, and it it's sounds uh, like a dance move. It's fun maybe. to speculate. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's a uh, maybe Ooh, it's like a casserole roll. or something. It's probably that, or a bread a bread oh, product. You mean like a a portmanteau of casserole and tater? <laughs> oh, that's not tater real. roll. That's not really what I meant, but, but sure. <laughs> not to put words in your mouth. <laughs> I just got excited about the idea and wanted to give you credit. <laughs> yes, yes, that was it. Maybe it was a field day event where you roll the tater. That's totally possible. Yeah. Like a three-legged race or something. Or the, like, egg on the spoon. <laughs> yeah. It was a tater <laughs> Well, roll. thinking of Thanksgiving, you could have, like, a potato roll bread. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> it, whatever it was, it was inspiring. <laughs> and uh, Harvey Taylor. Yes. Is that what you said? Had to fiddle about it. I guess. I don't know. Do you have a lot of dear old Illinois tunes? Hmm. Were any of those that we played last time dear old Illinois tunes? Mm. I don't remember which tunes. I don't remember the titles. I I don't think so. Uh, But, you know, it's kind of a... Kind of how things are in the Northwest music scene, I would say, is that people get their tunes from all sorts of sources. Yeah. You know, we don't... We're not tied to a geographic source right which is kind of a placeless you know, people <laughs> good and good and bad i suppose i don't know i think yeah. it's good i like it yeah well i i mean i certainly don't want to put you in a box um because maybe you'll surprise me in this episode but last time you were choosing a lot of the tunes <laughs> and it seemed like you really gravitated towards sweet tunes with stated melodies as opposed to rowdy nasty tunes it seems pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, which I love. And I feel like that's an Illinois thing. Hmm. I feel like Illinois tunes that I've heard are sweet. I, I, well, that may be the case. Yeah. I feel like I've, you can find them in all different places. Yeah. I'm going to ask you questions first. <laughs> when did you start playing the fiddle? Oh, gosh. When did I start playing the fiddle? Oh, no. Well, so I played the violin when I was a kid, and uh, I wasn't really especially good at it. But it, why? Why did you play violin? Well, you know, you take it up in school. And did you want play to in do the it? orchestra, or were you made to do it? I wanted to do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I played all kinds of instruments when I was a kid, um, and I guess it was what fourth or fifth grade where you you have to officially play one in school, and I chose. The flute at first, and then I really didn't like it and switched over to violin pretty quickly and ended up playing that for several years. And uh, I would say I uh, what it kind of gave me was the the muscle memory. And yeah. I, I don't think I can go as far as technique because I don't think my technique is that great. But, um, <laughs> you know... Because did you have one-on-one lessons? I did, yeah. Okay, yeah. But then, you know, I quit and many years passed and um long story short after playing the banjo for a long time i found that i knew too many banjo players and 
not enough fiddlers and and uh one year at fiddle tunes there were not really any banjo workshops to go to that i was interested in and i borrowed a fiddle from from the you know fiddlers collective and they they very kindly lent me one for the week and um went to some fiddle workshops and i was able to kind of uh i mean i certainly was not very good at the beginning there but um but I was able to pick it up relatively quickly because of my childhood experience. And I, I actually... And because you already played banjo. Oh, sure. Yeah, I was familiar with all-time music already. Yeah. But, you know, the violin is a very challenging instrument yeah. just physically to play. Um, so I felt quite um, lucky to have that background to fall back on. I'm just like, I know where the notes are already. I just have to understand how to make the old-time sounds versus the classical right. sounds. Right. And then I think I had an additional advantage of, of um, those lessons I took when I was younger were primarily Suzuki method, and that is an ear training system. You're probably familiar with it. But so, you know, that fits in extremely well with old-time music where you yeah. will almost exclusively learn by ear. Right. Um, so... So yeah, that was a that was a nice um, advantage too. And then I don't know what was that maybe like oh, ten years ago or probably longer. I think it's longer than that. Maybe a little bit longer than that. Yeah. So how did you get exposed to old time music then, if not through the fiddling? Oh, so um, when I was in college, I feel like so many people's stories start in college, but uh, when I was in college. I was kind of feeling at the end of my musical road because I had played a lot of instruments and taken a lot of lessons and that included, you know, piano and like I said, violin and drums and trumpet and so forth. But, um, I was taking piano lessons in college, but I was not a piano major and I was not intending to become a performer or anything like that. It was just... Were you were you studying like oceanography at the time? Math. You do math. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. So oceanography is what you do now. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Which I'm, I assume involves some math at some point. Oh sure. Yeah. yeah. But it's mostly integrated into the programs yeah. that you just hit go on. Yeah. And so you only have to figure it out, you know, yeah. once. You have to tell it what math to do, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry to sidebar you. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just think I think there's like a little bit of a pattern of like people getting into old time music in school, especially if they're in doing intense like sciences of some kind, and they're like, okay, I need to put my energy into something else, and then sometimes they're like, I'm going to do something that's like just as hard, but not get any paper <laughs> but in credit a very for different it, way. Yeah, you know, yeah. or any. Uh, well, and my ma- my undergrad advisor, who was a math professor, also strongly felt through observation that many mathematicians were um, very inclined towards music. Mm. Like, there's a lot of overlap there. Yeah. Just kind of in the mindset, I guess. But So you were taking piano. Yeah, I feel like this story kind of got a little too long. but uh, I, I pulled it out. <laughs> but the point is that I, I went to a maritime studies program at Mystic Seaport in Connecticut. Oh, yeah. And there are... 
traditional staff musicians playing yeah. traditional music awesome. into the 1860s, and that was kind of my first exposure to old time music. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure you had on your show already, uh, Craig Edwards. Was, yeah, I was, was going to ask if the, you knew Craig. Yeah, absolutely. And wow, great. So uh, yeah, he was one of the excellent musicians there at the Seaport playing 1860s themed music. Yeah. Um, he played the fiddle. I don't know if anyone else was playing the fiddle at that time on the staff, but several people played the banjo. And so I so I did the, the academic program, which was one semester, and then I came back and worked at the Seaport for two summers on staff. And so therefore, like every day in the summer, I was listening to these great little concerts mm. of old-time music, oh, sea music, of course. Yeah. Um, and at the end of that first summer, I was like, I have to learn the banjo. Actually, it was probably even before that. I think it was even during the semester program that I was like, the banjo, this is the way. I forget the piano, forget all that other stuff. Um, so that was kind of my renewed inspiration for music. And actually, I think one of the elements was that I had never really felt a strong connection to like, playing music with other people, even though throughout my youth, I was in, you know, orchestra and band and all that stuff, but it didn't ever feel like there's just too many people, you know, there's like 70 people all playing off of sheet music. And it's not the same experience as like sitting down with two or three or four people and really like listening to each other and well of course in old time playing the same tune over and over and over and not like moving on to the next uh development exactly so um so it it was just a very different musical experience and Hmm. uh yeah obviously i'm still doing it that's such a cool connection with the mystic support i love that (laughs) and i love that you know craig that's so great (laughs) Yeah, he's probably one of the people that I trust most to play music from the 1860s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's extremely knowledgeable. Yeah. 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 It's like when, normally when I hear people say that, I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting conversation. But Craig's like, oh, yeah, I know what's up. Absolutely. I know when to play what and why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's play another tune. Sure. Let's, what's next on the list? Good question. Looks like... That uh, Bonaparte crossing the Rhine. Oh, yeah. Thank you. 
that's that's the fun part. Yeah. I originally started to That's the bony part. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. What? No, it's a it's a it's recurring joke on all teams <sighs> named Bonaparte. Such a bad joke. I know. It's true. <laughs> That's what I thought. That was really with. crossing the Rhine. <laughs> There, I did something worse. <laughs> that was better. <laughs> I was going to say I was just keeping in the tradition. <laughs> Telling that I mean, joke. fair. Yeah. Traditional fair. music. Bad Traditional jokes. Traditional bad jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Melissa. Yes. When did, you, when did you start playing guitar? Was it old-time music? It was. Yeah. Um in like 2007 or something like that. Why? I got bullied into it. <gasps> By That's who? That's not the right word. <laughs> who would do that? Oh no, but it's so true. <laughs> um, it wasn't me. <laughs> no, you of course had no part of it. Um, Maya had been doing the Canote String Band class for mm. a handful of years by that point and had made some... Friends, you were on banjo at that point, so I had made friends with a fiddler that would come around periodically, and every time they would sit down to play, I'd hear from the other room, ah, wouldn't it be great if there were a guitar? (laughs) That wasn't me. That was John. (laughs) (laughs) At least they weren't asking for, like, snacks. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted a guitar. Yeah. Um, So eventually I... I bought a guitar. So he was he was the bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a a very very friendly way. It also took some convincing that Jerry Canote was a very nice person. Oh yeah, I was terrified of the Canotes. (laughs) You're terrified of those sweet old men. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. Okay, but but then in the end, now I went to class. Everything was great, and. And it worked out. <laughs> and now I play guitar, it turns out. And now you have Jerry Canut in your ear. And Jerry Canut sings <laughs> in my head as I play every tune. People speak so reverently about the Canotes in a way that would sort of like maybe paint them as, as like patriarchs that have like a lot of power or something. Mm. And I remember I was talking to my bandmate, Mark Harris, because uh, they were under that impression as well. And they said, yeah, so I started, like, looking up, I found some videos online, and then I just found this video of them singing this song, the first video I found, them singing this song called, I Wanna Be a Dog, (laughs) and that um, completely disabused them of the notion that they could be intimidating in any way possible. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're delightful. They are delightful. I don't especially love new situations and new people. Oh, and so they were terrified. I think you're doing yeah. great with this interaction. It was nothing personal about the Canotes. It yeah. was, it was, it took a long time yeah. for, between mm. Maya and John to convince me yeah. to pick up a guitar and play. Well, and you learned one chord ahead of time. Which I one? I learned... No, I learned two chords. I think Did I learned you? G and D it's before really I went to class for the first time. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't even have enough chords for the first class that I went to. <laughs> but I got there. <laughs> um, yeah. And then it's, 
I play like Jerry Canope. Okay. That, How does Jerry Canope play? I've heard him, obviously, a lot, but I don't necessarily know if I can speak to a specific sort of I method or sensibility. I don't know that I could put it into words. It's, you know, like Chord choices. It's chord choices yeah. and yeah. run choices, yeah. okay. I would say, yeah. I guess. Um, What's like he a, has a Jerry Canote run? Exactly what we were just playing. Yeah. <laughs> That's like Jerry Canote. Yeah. <laughs> um, in my head, anyway. Maybe reinterpreted a little bit. We've been diverging a little bit lately on. Well, that's true, because he moved away. He moved away. And yeah. now he plays with other fiddlers more than just Greg. Yeah. But they're they're good friends. We mm. we love playing with them. Yeah. yeah. Good teachers. Oh, good yeah. Good teachers. Certainly Excellent teachers. Way. And they've had such an impact on the, on the Seattle community and the Northwest in general. Yeah. And, like, the whole West Coast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you heard about the movie that's being made about I them? have heard of this, yeah. When is it coming out? Eventually. Select views. When it's done. <laughs> when it's done. When it's funded. Yeah. Exactly. Funny. Yeah, I should have them back on to hype this movie. Yeah. yeah. Do they, how much of a part of this movie do they have? Do they have? I mean, I like, are they making bit, the actually. movie? No, no, no. It's who's Larry the Edelman yeah. is making it. Okay. It's a documentary about them, so right. it's, like, yeah. entirely about yeah. them. Yeah. And he has, you know, spent time with them in recent couple of years getting mm. new footage as well as archival footage and photographs and all sorts of, you know, testimony and whatnot. Yeah. Everything you'd expect from the best documentary ever. Okay, great. And he... I can't wait. From time to time sends out, you know, teasers and clips and stuff and it's always great. It's awesome. I don't know how you guys convinced me to play guitar. Was, oh, you're magical. Was this your first <laughs> instrument? That I've ever played? Yeah. No. I I mean, similarly, you know, in fourth or fifth grade, you're told, pick an instrument. Yeah. Um, I had been playing piano at that point already because I was jealous of my older brothers mm-hmm. and the fact that Me they too. got to go to piano lessons. Um, yeah, my parents and were like trying to tear me away from the piano before I started lessons because my brother yeah. would play it. <laughs> yeah, and my mom totally thought that She'd get away with like, all right, fine, whatever. You'll play for six months because then the music teacher was moving away or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, no, let's keep going. Oh. <laughs> um, so I had been playing piano. And then, of, of course, in, in school, you pick an instrument. So I had been playing drums and percussion uh, yeah. um, for Probably a while. Probably the most important thing for like old-time guitar. Yeah. But I honestly, like... I stopped playing by the time I reached high school, and I didn't pick this up again until post-college by several years. And Yeah, did you ever, like, but did you ever have any impulse to, to pick up the guitar? No. To, like, serenade someone at any No. Point? No. <laughs> no. That's why I'm marveling, thinking about it right yeah. now. Like, I don't know how that worked out. Yeah. I genuinely don't know what was so convincing to go... Purchase a guitar. Right. Knowing, is it, was it this guitar? No, it was no. not this guitar. This is like a lovely guitar. This is a lovely guitar. This was not my first guitar. My first guitar was it's your second, though, isn't it? It is my second guitar. <laughs> and <laughs> last. Yes. Um, Sometimes that can be motivating. It's like, oh, do I get a new toy? Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I. You know, I got a relatively cheap first guitar. It didn't sound like total crap, but it wasn't 
you know, some super expensive instrument. It was like a travel size. And it, it was, yeah, it was a small guitar and it was bought with the, okay, if this doesn't work out, we haven't sunk that much money into it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And then a few years went by and actually, I, at first I didn't play with pick. Um, and so Jerry Canote worked on convincing me to, that I could in fact hold a pick and yeah. play with one. They're intimidating. And then this was the reward. This guitar was the reward for like figuring out that yeah. step and moving up to it. Like it had been a couple of years. It was time to upgrade to an actual like real, real, <laughs> real instrument that is fun to play and yeah. sounds good. And yeah. So it seems like it's fun to play and it certainly sounds good. I love and my it's so pretty to look at. Yeah. yeah. All the good things. Yeah. <laughs> Everything you need. <laughs> well, what should Indeed. we play next? Let's uh, let's make some Yeah, let's play let's play this tune called Lafayette. Mm, just wake up.
That's deceptively tricky. Yeah. <laughs> That's got like a big range. Yeah. Naga, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's tricky. Yeah, cool tune. Okay, so this is usually when I have couples on, when I ask that, how did you two meet? Tell me the, the meet cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we met in college. <laughs> in math class? No, I was not chemistry. in Chemistry. Yeah, it was chemistry. Um, which is kind of funnier. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, but, you know, we mostly slept through it. Absolutely. And I mostly met you because, um, so we were on the rowing team as well. And my coxswain would sit on the other side of me. And as I would doze off. I'm unfamiliar with the terminology. What does that mean? Oh, the person who steers and makes the calls in the boat is called a coxswain. Okay. Um, Very historic term. And as I would doze off in chemistry class, she would hit me. And so I learned to lean the other direction. Yeah. And I met Maya. (laughs) Leaning into you. (laughs) And I would make snarky comments to try to stay awake. And then she would laugh. Laugh. This is really cute. But, you know, it's mostly like half awake because you have to get up so early to, for practice for the crew team right and then chemistry, and chemistry was the first class yeah exactly. yeah the 8 a.m yeah. chem class right. after you know getting up at four in the morning for a five o'clock practice yeah and then having an eight o'clock chemistry class yeah was not conducive to learning <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's how we met hmm. well and how did that even happen because we're not we weren't in the same year we were not in the same year, but you did so many um, abroad things. Who's, who's the senpai? Yeah? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Notice me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lovely. You went abroad, and so yeah, you, weren't, you weren't on the sequence in the same order. That's true. That's or true. in the same timeline. How long did you two do... What is it called? Growing. Growing. Crew. Crew. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I started in high school um, and then all the way through college and a few years passed. And I love the sport and I miss the sport, but. And was this in Connecticut or Massachusetts? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah. Is that like Pennsylvania? Well, I started, yeah, I I started on Boathouse Row in Philadelphia. Oh, good. Um, But yeah, we rode in college in Massachusetts. Yeah. I feel like, is that like a a Massachusetts college thing to do specifically, crew? Well, I mean, it's probably more common on in, on the East Coast, but... Uh, it's it's no. super common everywhere now, okay. is the thing. Yeah. yeah. Definitely in years long ago, it was much more of an East Coast... Yeah. Well, an upper class. An upper class. Yeah. Um, activity, for so, sure. So you got to see, you got to witness the old time music starting to happen. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Yeah, well, well, no, because I think I went to Williams before yeah. that. You were already playing banjo yeah. when I met you. Yeah. Yeah. What did you, what did you think of the, the, like the traditional music world? as like what does anybody think well I mean you know like when I I, I sometimes think you know it's like if I was dating now like 
Have you seen the YouTube video of the little animated characters yes. where you can type in the dialogue? Yeah. It's like how to date an old-time musician. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'll I've seen take that up one. the guitar. Well, here's the reasons why you shouldn't take the guitar. <laughs> how about the bass? <laughs> Well, yeah. except I have friends who play the bass. <laughs> and it's the weird speech pattern. Right, right, because yeah. it's, spe- it's text-to-speech, <laughs> so it's even funnier. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think, like, would I, like, would I, like, put that in my profile? You know, like, or whatever? Mm, like, right. would I want to, or would that be, like, a third you date reveal? <laughs> See, but it would be, it would be in your profile as... Musician. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But it would be the third date reveal of it's old time. Do you have to do you have to disclose that early? No, no, because you've also already pre-told them about loving to go camping. Right. And so it just yeah. happens that those two things intersect and you go camping and spend your entire time playing music. But you know, the other person doesn't have to do that. They can go Hiking or rafting yeah. or whatever, but so. whatever normal people <laughs> can do, normal, you know, antiquing or something. <laughs> um, to answer your question, I mean, I enjoyed listening yeah. to it. I enjoy listening to music. Yeah. Um, I tune ninety percent of it out. Sure. Um, of all genres of music, okay, ninety percent of it don't even hear. Yeah. Um, so it was like, I used to be before I played and got convinced that this is something I wanted to participate mm. in. I would go with my to festivals or, yeah. you know, like, or meet up at festivals at the tail end right. and just like sleep on the floor in a corner while a jam was happening or, yeah. you know, so like. What festivals are you talking about? on the floor in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> I did that several times at Fiddle Tunes before I started playing. Really? Yeah. Um, sometimes I would go out and then sleep in the trunk of the car. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Until you were done. Uh-huh. And, and then drive us home. Because you fit in the car. Yes, because I fit in the car. <laughs> Thanks for telling them I'm short. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a perfect size. I wish I could fit in the car. Um... And um, I remember doing that at Olympia one year. Okay. And I, I okay. actually played that year. Fair. I, but I was a very beginner at that one. Yeah. So. Interesting. You got to take it out. You needed to go take it out. Well, just, I couldn't, like, I yeah. there I knew, like, three chords. I couldn't keep up. Um, My friend Rachel likes, is, like, a very a very good fiddler, but she still likes to nap, like, sitting in, in, in the chair during a jam. You know, yeah. we, we know people <laughs> like that as well. And, yeah. and it's good to know that in, in advance so that you can be alert to like catch their instrument if you need to. <laughs> Definitely Which have done happened. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a compliment, you know, yeah. it's like a silent meal. Yeah. You know? It's like, Oh yeah, you play so nice. I just wanted to <laughs> doze off for a yeah. bit. In this direction. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we've got two, three more tunes prepared. Yeah, what's what's next? If you'd like. Um, but we could just do two of them, I suppose, as well. Oh, oh yeah, let's do, th- well, let's save one of them for the, the bonus track. Oh, the bonus track, sure. So, which one do you want to end on? And then... Which one do we want? And then which one do you want 
to be the penultimate. Yeah, I recently learned question. all of these terms. I don't know if I can remember it because it's like ultimate, yeah, penultimate, penal. right? And then there's like there's another one? seven more. <gasps> what seven? It's like anti anti penultimate, or the, oh, and then it's sure. like disanti penultimate. Right, right. That just starts to sound hard to say. <laughs> These are words you would write. Right. But if you say them, no, I'll know what you're speaking. talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's for written discourse only. Then when but you, you might read... still be amusing yourself. Oh, that's true. But if it's like, you know, fourth from last or something, like, is there really a point in saying it? Amusing yourself. <laughs> or fun. <laughs> and nothing else. Noted. <laughs> um... Yeah, sure. Um, so this would be the antepenultimate if we're counting the bonus track. <laughs> if we're counting the bonus track, indeed. Yeah. Right? Indeed. Let's play an A modal tune. Oh, then. great. A modal. Let's play A A modal tune. How do we do it? I think we can. <laughs> we'll How find modal? out. Do A minors or A majors? Both. <gasps> Depending on the part. Depending on the part. We we hashed this one out a little bit because there, well, as with all of these tunes, there are different chord choices you could make, and uh, they may or may not reflect the original source or the intermediate source or anything else. But But Jerry would approve. The anti-penultimate source. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, But But we found that it's how we like it to sound. And the ultimate authority. That's what Particularly matters. the people we play with most, when we play it with those people, that's the way we like it. Yeah. Yep. Great. For sure. Um, well, and not to digress too much, but I feel like that sort of represents a little bit of the Northwest style. Mm. Um, it's kind of hard to pin down, but, but in my opinion, we have a, a very robust and wonderful community. Um, of musicians, talented people who have drawn from all sorts of different sources. And so, you know, you may end up having a Kentucky influence on one tune and a Missouri influence on the next one. And that's just how it is in the Northwest. (laughs) So what is this tune? This tune is called Betsy and it comes from Henry Reed. Oh, great. Via Jimmy Triplett. Via... Looking out. Did you just want to say the? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I did. In the passion. Well, and we were we were talking about this earlier. Actually, um, essentially, I I've come over the years to conclude that I don't really want to be tied too much to the the authenticity of the original source. You know, I feel like that's something that comes up a lot in old time music. Like, where's that tune from? Oh, you didn't yeah. play it like the recording. And um, to me, it's it's still a living tra- tradition. And that includes the players that I encounter in person, yeah. Yeah. in the flesh. And so, like, I want to be influenced by those styles. And I want to make things sound the way I sound. And yeah. um, sometimes it's intentional and other times it's not. <laughs> That's just... How it comes out. <laughs> I, I always, I always like when I, where's that tune from? And someone says, my friend Sally. Yeah. So, well, and a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times when I hear a tune being played, 
and it grabs me, it's because of the way those people are playing yeah. it. And then sometimes I go, they say, you know, oh, I got it from whatever recording, and yeah. I go back to the recording, and I'm like, eh, that's not as not as appealing to me. I recently had this experience. I was teaching a banjo lesson, and uh, maybe I won't say it, because the source is kind of a modern recording. So I won't <laughs> say who it was. It's a great source recording. But, like, I was, like, teaching the version that I knew that um, my friend Pinka Jane Chalevsky plays. You, maybe you've run into her. Uh, the way she taught it to me. And then we were like, oh, yeah, this is such a cool tune in this lesson. And I was like, well, let's just take a listen to the source just in case. And we were both just like, well, not as good. <laughs> this was improved not on. what you were after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think we're so fortunate to be able to do that yeah. and, you know, go back yeah. not only to different people playing it at, at, you know, in relatively recent times, but also go back in time to, like, who did they learn it from yeah. and who did they learn it from. But but in a way, that's kind of a hindrance because yeah. in, in decades or centuries past, people didn't have that ability and yeah. all they could do was learn from their surroundings. So. Yeah. I feel like this could be, this could be applied to all sorts of things. Like <laughs> the constitution. <laughs> just like, what if we just did the one, the, the, the word of mouth, like, or the like oral tradition had an oral tradition constitution to see what like. <laughs> actually held on what people could remember it sounds like a disaster <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah anything would be better <laughs> all right let's shift to a little bit here Thank you. 
way too. <laughs> I think those are the right chords. <laughs> Validation. Absolutely. <laughs> One more tally. One more vote. Betsy mm. from Henry, Henry Reed. Reed, Jimmy Triplett, etc. It's yeah. It's important. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me over to play tunes. This is so lovely. Indeed. Yeah. What do you want to do for the final or penultimate tune? Sure. Uh, well, let's go back to D. So we've okay, been... Okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> little we, Yeah, we've been uh, kind of uh, going easy on you and left the weird tunes to the side for the most part. I don't know if you felt like those were weird or not, but... Not too weird, no. Most, yeah. most, of, most of my tunes are pretty weird. You got so a weird one, huh? I uh, thought I should... Represent that a little bit. Yeah. You think this is weird? Well, no, I don't, but other people might. <laughs> Maybe I'm just too used to you. Because <laughs> 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 it doesn't seem like it's a weird tune at all. Uh, no. What is uh, it? It's called Twinkle Little Star. Oh, um, I've played this one before. Yeah, and it's uh, it's the Luther Davis version. I don't know if I've played that. Um, <laughs> indeed. Well, maybe. That's um, how I feel about all tunes. There's quite a few different... Actually, I, I feel like every every tune by that name seems to be different from different people. So. Okay. Well, maybe I haven't played it. But this one seems to be uh, not uncommon in the current scene. So perhaps you have played it. Twinkle Little Star. Twinkle Little not Star. Not to be confused. No. With... Certainly not. Twinkle, comma, twinkle. Definitely different. I I learned this one actually from Paul Brown. Um, but when I recently went back and listened to the recording I thought I had learned it from, it was really not that similar. Okay. <laughs> Stylistically, I should say. <laughs> so, so I don't know if I can really say that anymore. But it's where you, you got it. You learned it from Paul Brown and it unlearned where... it from yourself. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I think that's about the case for every team. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thanks for listening. You can support this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool and check the show notes for links to my banjo lessons, my band, my other podcast, and Get Up In The Cool merch. Thanks again to John C. Campbell Folk School for supporting this episode. Visit them online at folkschool.org. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up In The Cool.